0: Morning, folks. Good morning, folks. Hey, uh, I just trying to get your attention. Uh, maybe I'll do maybe I'll do a backhand spring or something up here. And uh, uh, nope, maybe I won't, but maybe uh, maybe you'll listen to. I just want to say welcome now. Now, listen for for those of you that have been here for, for quite some time. Uh, things are a little different this morning. I know that you can tell that. Now, here's something that you also need to know. When it comes to having been in student ministry for as long as I have, you need to know this. I'm completely comfortable with all of you being uncomfortable and, and not making the uh, routine. Uh, one one particular Wednesday night, I had some guys sitting on the back row, didn't want to pay attention, so I just grabbed the podium and moved to the back and told everybody to turn around. And so, but but here we are in a... Baptist Church, Northside Baptist Church, and there's, there's a lot going on today. There's a lot going on today. And so we're going we're gonna to talk about Northside being established for 25 years. We're going we're gonna to recognize our veterans, and we're just going to be thankful to God for his faithfulness. And we're going to make sure that we lift up the name of Jesus this morning. And so I would just say find a seat, and, and it may be some, next to somebody that, that you don't know that well, and that is probably a really good thing. Get to know them. Um, just just a couple of things as, as we get started, a little bit later, a little bit later in our service, you're going to hear uh, our, our celebration choir. They're going to sing uh, a composition where we have various hymns from our branches of service. And if you have served in one of these branches and you recognize your hymn, we just want to ask if you're a veteran here today that you would stand up uh, right where you are whenever, whenever you hear your hymn, being sung and so uh but welcome welcome and if you are some of our first time guests if you're here with us this morning we'd love to have a record of your visit in the bulletin is a little tear out where you can give us some information and let us know who you are and how we can minister to you but right now right now as you have just gotten comfortable and you've gotten comfortably seated i'm going to ask you to do something else that is just take a minute or two to shake somebody's hand and let them know that you're excited to be in the house of the lord this morning
1: Us for being disorganized, but today, a time to come and worship you together, together as a community of believers who've been meeting here for 25 years. We just uh, know that you have blessed us for that long, and just hope and pray that you will bless us for many years to come do your work here on earth and in this community. Just thank you for those who are in attendance today, we thank you for, for everything that you have given us, and we just ask that you let us give joyfully to you, cheerful givers that are given out of their hearts and out of their, their souls for, for the betterment of your kingdom bless these tithes, these offerings, and everything that we do. For us in Christ's name.
0: We want to say thank you to all of our our veterans and so we we appreciate you at this time I want to ask miss barbara he to want to come and she has something that she wants to share with you uh, as well this mic will be on in just a moment yeah all right
2: the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month that's the time in 1918 when the hostilities of World War I ended. And for many years, we celebrated Armistice Day on November 11th to commemorate the occasion. On June 1st, 1954, President Dwight D. Eisenhower signed legislation to change that Armistice Day to Veterans Day and honor all of our veterans. In honor of our veterans and the spouses who stood beside them while they were on active duty, I would like to share the following that's simply entitled Heroes. There was no brass band, no cheering crowd, no television news crew, just a little girl, tears streaming down her face, crying, Daddy, I don't want you to go, as she desperately clung to the man standing before her. Her older sister swallowed hard to fight back the tears as she looked on, She forced a weak smile and nodded absently as the man hugged her and whispered something in her ear. He turned to kiss a woman, obviously the girl's mother, and as he hugged her tightly, her voice cracked with emotion. I love you. Come back safely, was all she could manage. Finally, the man stooped to kiss the crying child. I have to go now, sweetie. Be a good girl. I love you. At that, the child knew she had lost her fight and buried her face in his shoulder, sobbing uncontrollably. The mother reached to take the child as the man stood and walked purposely toward the stairs. Onlookers, accustomed to sad departure scenes, felt the lumps in their own throats as they shook their heads knowingly. It's always hardest on the little ones, someone said. When the man reached the top of the stairs, he paused to turn and wave at the trio below. He stood tall and proud in the uniform he wore. The ribbons on his chest revealed years of military service, and they glistened as they caught the light. But his misty eyes revealed that he was more than simply a member of the United States military. He was a family man, a father, a husband. The trio watched him disappear into the crowd and then turned toward the door. Still sobbing, the little girl turned her face upward toward her mother and said, but I don't want Daddy to go. As they walked toward the door, her mother responded, I don't either, sweetheart, but this is Daddy's job. This scene has been played out again and again countless times during our nation's history, in peacetime and in wartime alike. The man is a member of our military. The family is a military family, and they will carry on without him for the next several months. To those of you who wore the uniform, thank you. To you spouses who bravely stood beside that uniform, thank you. This Veterans Day, we thank all the men and women who served in the armed forces and their families. They sacrificed award ceremonies, graduations birthdays, anniversaries, Thanksgiving, and Christmases to keep the American flag flying high. Thank you to all the mothers, fathers, sons, daughters, brothers, and sisters who answered the call. You are our heroes, because freedom really is not.
0: our children, if you would, to come and join me uh, right up here this morning for a little children's sermon. Well, good morning. How are y'all doing? Good? Good? All right. Well, listen, there's, there's a lot going on today. There's a lot going on today. Did you... You, you hear our, our choir saying just a, a minute ago and all o- all over the room here various people stood up because those are some of the the men and women who have served in our military and so we're, we're thankful for them that they have served and and we really appreciate what they do I want to show you something I've got here um, but here's just here's just one little thing I want you to remember all right Thanksgiving is coming up it's a day we set aside to be and be grateful for different things. But listen, now, I'm going to say something, then I'll explain it. I believe that if you are really thankful, if you really are thankful for things in your life, that you will be generous. I believe that's the, the greatest way we can show people that we're thankful is we're generous. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means that, that we give, that we something that maybe we like and we enjoy, we give. And we can give a present. But there's other things that you can give. Like, you can give your attention to people when they're talking to you, right? You can do that, can't you? Wait, I've already lost your attention. So, so you, can, you can do that when somebody, especially when an adult, maybe your mom or dad's talking to you, you look at them and, and, and you give them your attention. Or whenever it's time to do your chores... You, you give because you do your chores. You do the things that you're supposed to do. Now, I want to show you something that I have that, that I keep in my office that's a reminder of the generosity of people, and it's a reminder that when we're thankful, we give. Look at this. What does this look like? A treasure chest. Well, yeah, so it's a, it's a treasure chest, and um, I got this a few years ago, and when I opened it up, listen, what kinds of things do you think are in treasure chests? What kind of things? Just tell me. What are treasure? treasure? Yes. Okay. Thank you. What else? Secret. Secrets. All right. What else? Clues. Okay. Money. There we go. Gold, money, those kinds of jewelries. That's what's in a, you know, maybe a pirate's treasure chest. But, you know, so, Eli, this is a map. This is a map of the church. And on the map of the church, it was... I don't know where they got this fancy paper. There was no Hobby Lobby in South Georgia. But there was a map of the church, and they had a little place where I could go and walk out and find my treasure box. And inside the treasure box, well, there, weren't, there wasn't gold and jewelry and all that kind of stuff. There was something that's even more valuable. There, it was full of cards and letters that people had written to say thank you. Now, it wasn't this full. But I've kept this treasure box, and over the years, people have sent me cards and things, uh, specifically, not, not like birthday or Christmas cards, but just cards that say, thank you. Now, I've, clipped, I've kept them in this treasure box. Some of you have written some of these things, um, like maybe at Team Kid, there's some, uh, uh, this one, oh, just so happens, this one says, Dear Pastor BJ-Dad. Thank you for helping. You are so funny. Love, Josh. So, but there's there's a lot of these things. And I keep this in my office, and I keep this in my office because I want to look around and, and see sometimes that, hey, if I'm thankful, if I'm thankful, I really need to give. And so I want you to think about that. Is there something that you're thankful for? I'm sure that you've got lots of things that you say you can be thankful for. If you're thankful for your parents, try to give and help them out and let them know. Say thank you. Today, we're talking about our our veterans as well, and it's good to go up and say thank you, and and we can find ways to give back, okay? You think you can do that? Can you give? Can you be generous? Can you give things? Can you give me a nod? All right, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for these children who are here today. Uh, I thank you for um, what they mean to the life of our church. As we reflect on 25 years, we also will look forward. And, uh, Lord, they're part of our church now. But, um, Lord, help us to be grateful. Help us to be generous. Help us to give out of a spirit of thanksgiving that's generated by Jesus. It's in his name I pray. Amen.
3: Missouri is the show-me state. They live by the old saying, seeing is believing. Their patron saint is doubting Thomas. Remember Thomas? He asked for proof of the resurrection directly from the God who was there.
1: John,
4: John, John the Baptist sent his disciples to ask if Jesus was really the sent one of God. When John's followers asked Jesus if he was for real, he told them, to look what God is doing. The blind received sight, the lamed walked, and the good news was preached to the poor. Jesus was the sent one. Just look around. What does it take to convince you God is real and at work around you? Miracles? Healings? Jesus said trusting was more valuable than seeing. Try trusting without seeing, your faith will grow.
5: faithfulness, oh God.
1: Let's sing it together.
0: Curtis and Ann. Thank you, Youth Choir. Man, that is exciting. That is exciting. Um, but today we, we gather, and like I said, there's a lot that's, that's taking place today, and we, I think, can summarize it all in just gratitude, just being grateful. Grateful for our veterans, grateful for uh, the people who have come before us as. as and, and laid the foundation for this church, and have kept it going in and, and ministries. Um, but most of all, grateful to our to our God and His faithfulness uh, in all of it. God has blessed our country. And God has blessed this church. Um, we don't deserve the blessings that He's given, uh, but He's done it anyway, and so we express that with generosity. But right now, I want to ask uh, Miss Angela Smitherman to, to come and share uh, just a little bit about the history of Northside and a, a, a testimony of maybe what it was like to be the, be the daughter of the founding pastor at Northside. So if you will come and, and share with us. That's fine. Um,
4: I just wonder, what's your first memory? have different memories in our first vision. Um, Was it from an outreach program or an invitation from a friend? Or maybe it was just driving by like our friend Anita Roberts. She said she saw it driving by and told her Sunday school class what it meant to her. My first memory of Northside was over the phone. Living in Florida, I think around 1993 in the summer months, I was talking with my daddy, known as Pastor Bob. Angela, he said during our call, I just wanted to tell you about our plans for the future. He was all excited. What's up, Dad? Thinking he was planning his retirement, he tells me instead that he's being led to leave his current church. We'll be in a preacher's kid. Not, not very unusual. Sometimes it happens. Uh, so, you know, my question: Where are you going? What church are you going to be at? He said, oh, we're not moving. We'll be here in Noonan. We'll be in a church that's not here now. What? I was really confused, and he continued. He said, your mom and I have been praying. We feel that we're being led to start a new church. I guess that's Ephesians 6, 18, about persistent prayer in the spirit. Worldly me quickly took over. Was he losing it? Dad, you're 60. You're just a couple of years away from retirement. What about a paycheck? Your retirement. My mom was just going crazy. (laughs) He was not worried, though. He was excited, and his excitement was always catching. He knew that God had already laid the plan out. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. There were soon several people involved, just as in Judges 6 with Gideon and the woolen fleece. Every obstacle or goal that this group of people met with was just mind-blowing in ways that God just had to be working. Dad met with a family sharing his journey, needing somewhere to have a small group meet. The first meeting was in the Moss home. Judy's told me that at the meetings there were, they were just so close, small groups trusting each other, coming to know the Spirit, feeling the Holy Spirit in, the, in their meetings. Our dear friends Sonny and Margaret Shaddix were among the first that were in the group. They always felt that that closeness, close-knit group, from all their struggles and accomplishments through the Lord. As they grew the home, they searched to find a place to worship, and they were brought over to Northside Elementary. So that's where the group started meeting, and they'd meet for maybe a year, year and a half, two years or so, and they would be up on the stage in school. They'd have to unpack everything, get ready for the church service, have worship, pack everything up, get everything back ready for the the school day and the school week. They found this property, and about 25 people, I believe, committed out of faith, trusting with all their heart, knowing that this was something that they could understand only through knowing and believing in Jesus Christ as their savior and seeking God's plan i saw this place first as a rugged rough mound of red georgia clay it was hot there were we were bringing sandwiches to some of the workers that were here i still was out of town there i think there was a couple of Maybe two different missionary groups that came through, and they were just people like church servers. Um, they came at one time. There's a cherry picker sitting right here on the floor. But they came and helped put up the beams and do some of the large group efforts that needed to be done. Many, many hours of sweat equity went into this place. Never a chore, and always a labor of love. One of Dad's favorite verses was John fourteen six. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through me. When we keep sharing who Jesus is and serving and making disciples, only God knows how many more first memories of coming to know Jesus as their personal Savior will be shared over the next 20 years.
0: Miss Ruth, would you have anything that you want to share? Well I can I can I can I can I can fix that.
6: do just pass the clinics by okay Uh, it's just unbelievable what God has done for this church he has blessed it so many times and he's helped us get over some problems many times and it's just been wonderful to see how God worked in so many different ways And it's so wonderful to see so many people here today being honored for the church. It is great to know that people still believe in God, they still believe in the church. And it is great to know that. And you know, I thought a lot of things about what Angela was saying and the things that had taken place during the building of this building. And I remember, how many of you remember Bill McKenzie? Okay. I used to tell Bill all the time, God don't bless ugly. And uh, so we were standing out. It was just the platform of this church. And Bill and I were standing out on the platform. And he said, you know, this thing's not big enough. It's too little. And then when they started putting the sides to the church, Bill said, you know, it's grown. It's bigger than it was. And uh, so we saw a lot of changes take place in here. A lot of things happen. a lot of fun things. And it is it's a blessing to me to be able to remember so much because my memory does not play good with me. It plays havoc with me at times, and I can't remember peace hurt But anyway, God has blessed in so many ways. And as I look around, I see so many familiar faces. But you know what? The face is familiar, but the name is not. And that is so unnerving to me. That happens to old folks, I guess. But God has blessed, and I thank him for it. And I thank you for being here.
0: This past week, I, I asked I, just people in general. I went on social media, and I asked the question, what is a life goal of yours, or what's, what's one thing you wish you could accomplish, what's something that you aspire to, and uh, many, many many folks wrote in answers, I was impressed, I did not think that uh, there were that many people would answer, but a lot of them were personal in nature, and a lot of them were uh, altruistic, uh, there were academic goals, spiritual, physical goals, uh, even one aeronautical goal, hey... Why not build a spaceship, right? Um, but if you if you have your Bibles, I want to turn to the book of Acts. I want to read just a portion here of uh, what kind of, it, it's really the next passage. It's the, the next passage from my previous sermon in the book of Acts. We're in Acts 19, and if you'll remember, we were there two weeks ago, and the sons of Sceva came out and came, tried to proclaim Jesus' power without knowing Jesus, and it didn't turn out so well for them. And there was, there was a lot that took place. They, then they went and they, they burned books that uh, had different things that practiced magic and witchcraft and that kind of thing. But then what we see, so, so after that episode, we see in Acts nineteen twenty one we see this. When these events were over, Paul resolved in the spirit to pass through Macedonia and Achaia and go to Jerusalem. And then the next part's in quotes. says this. After I've been there, he said, I must see Rome as well. I must see Rome as well. You see, I, I get the idea that this was now Paul's new goal, mission in life. He had to get to Rome. He had proclaimed the good news in, in the greater part of the, the, what we know as Greece. And he had proclaimed the good news in Antioch and Thessalonica. And he had been, he had been to these areas in, in, around the, the Greek mainland and, and some of the islands. But he, he got a word in his heart. He said, I must go to Rome. I felt like, or I, I, I feel like, that Paul was saying, this gospel message, it's got to go to the heart of the world. It's got to go to Rome. And I've got to get there. And he reasoned in his heart that that's what he would do. I must visit Rome. And a little bit of a spoiler alert, if you've not read the rest of the book of Acts, he does get to Rome. But he goes through many trials to get there. Shipwrecks. Floggings imprisonments, snake bites, but he's determined to get to Rome. A few years ago, Dr. Bob said, I must plant a church. I must plant a church because that's what the Lord has called me to do. Now, for all of the uh, ribbing that Miss Becky received sometimes over the years because because of her files that she kept, um, I am so grateful that she did that. It has been a blessing to me this week to go through and, uh, now if you want to know who we were praying for, uh, in 2009, I've got the prayer list from 2009 and I've got bulletins that go way back and, and, uh, I even saw, I saw some of your mug shots from years ago and, uh, man, some of y'all used to be nice looking, um. <laughs> But I did find some some really good information that I want to share with you this morning. Um, so, first of all, in the 25 year history of, of Northside, we've had we've had four pastors. I just want to recognize them and uh, just we'll put them up on the screen. Dr. Bob Helton was our founding pastor from 93 to 2001, and then Ken Rose from 2001 2002, Andy Buchanan from 2003 to 2004, and Brian Carroll from 2005. Till this year, March of this year. And so Northside has had a, a series of, of pastors, uh, four different pastors in its history, um, that have led the church. And uh, I just want to, at this time, however, read a document to you, a portion of a document, that came from uh, the very first year that Northside. This was, this was printed... Uh, it doesn't have a date on it, but as I printed in, in, in my small mind, I read, and I read between the lines. This was uh, the very first anniversary of, of Northside. It says this, Where the sun shines, S-O-N, where the sun shines. Um, <clears throat> Northside Baptist Church was born from a vision by our pastor when he felt God speaking to him about starting a new work. He felt the Lord said, If a mother church will sponsor you, the convention will help with finances, and you cut your personal expenses, then why would you not be able to start a new work? And after some prayer, and meeting with Sergeant Baptist Church, Northside began its new work. Uh, I'll skip on down. Dr. Helton and his wife, Ruth, assumed the responsibility of this new work on September first, 1993, starting with home Bible study and visiting different mission churches for the first two months. The first organizational meeting of Northside Baptist Church was held Thursday, September 9, 1993, in the home of Brian and Judy Moss. Uh, Bible study sessions continued each Thursday evening in private homes of the original group, which was first consisted of about 8 to 10 people. November 7, 1993. This is the first Sunday morning service which was held at Northside School, at Northside Elementary School. The message that day was a tough command. Um, Bill and B. McKenzie were guest singers and gloriously sang out that even though we were meeting in a schoolhouse, quote, we were standing on holy ground. Charlotte Hilton played the keyboard on that first service. December 5th, 93, after Sunday morning services commenced, the first new members joined Northside by letter. January 2nd, 1994, Jimmy Mills accepted the Lord on the first Sunday of the new year as Northside's first member by profession of faith. On February 6th, today we started our Sunday school program with five different groups. There was an adults class, a youth and young adults class, children, preschool, and nursery. Doyle Jordan was the director of Sunday school. Um, They had baptism for Jimmy Mills that night. On March the 20th, they had the Lord's the first observance of the Lord's Supper during the Sunday morning services. On April 3rd, a congregation of 32 people attended the Easter sunrise service. On April 17th, regular Sunday night worship, uh, worship services began, and that would be on the first and third Sunday nights of each month. And there's some other things I'm not sharing here, but there's, it's very detailed. Uh, But skip forward to July 29th of 94. Uh, I thought this was interesting. So if we've seen our church grow by transfer of letter and we've seen our church grow by baptism, uh, July 29th, 1994, Richard and Martha Garcia were proud parents of Northside's first newborn baby into our church family. October of 94, at the end of October, the Northside Baptist Church now has 46 members. Then it concludes. This note God has obviously blessed Northside Baptist Church that was formulated from its inception for His glory. Our continued vision is to add to our fellowship by bringing people to Jesus and to construct a permanent building, hopefully by the spring of 1995, in which to better serve His purposes. I share that with you just to, to say this God has provided for Northside. I talked with Ms. Margaret Shaddix this week, and uh, she shared several stories with me of some of those early days As she was the uh, financial, I don't know what your title was, but you kept the books and kept up with the finances, and she told me that there were a number of times they get in the middle of the month and say, we just don't have enough, we don't have enough money, and Dr. Dr. Bob Helton would just say, it's all right, just don't pay me this month. Somehow, the Lord provided, and he received his paycheck. <clears throat> and the Lord's been good to Northside. I also found a, a note here. Uh, 1995. This is a note that was in the bulletin that day. This is uh, early on in, in the church, but what I, what I love about it is Dr. Bob, is the, way, the way it's signed, outlined, he outlined four principles for a vision for Northside. It says this, As we begin the new year, we'll be facing one of the most exciting years in the life of our church. If we are to fulfill the purpose God has called us for and to see the vision we have about the church, then it will take a strong commitment from each one of us in the church family. Four events in our life are very important. To be in the Lord's will. These four characteristics are. Here they are. Spend time with God in prayer. Be a faithful attendant in fellowship with the church family. Give of material gains unto the Lord. And lastly. Be the witness God desires of us to be. To the world that is hurting. I thank you for your prayers and love for our family. We love you. See you in the Lord's work, Dr. Bob. I love those four statements. Spend time in prayer. Attend. Be a part of what's going on here. Give. If you're thankful, express it with generosity. And then carry out and be a faithful witness by carrying the message to the world around us that's hurting. The world around us that's hurting. I want to share another note. This is from the dedication service of this of this building here. Dedication service of this building. This is a very special moment for me. It is a vision coming into reality, and the only way this day could have come into being is through you laboring together for the cause of Christ. I share always be grateful to you for your. Or, uh, excuse me. I shall always be grateful to you for your love and your prayers for the work of the Lord to continue. May it always be said, it was God, not man. I love you, Pastor. There was a responsive reading that day, and I thought about sharing that, but we're gonna, I'm going to skip that, and uh, just I thought it was special. I also have the text of the sermon that day. The text of the sermon that day was from Psalm 122. Psalm 122 says this, I rejoice with those who said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing within your gates, Jerusalem. Jerusalem, built as a city should be, silently joined together, where the tribes, Yahweh's tribes, go up to give thanks to the name of Yahweh. This is an ordinance for Israel. There, thrones for judgment are placed, thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you prosper. May there be peace within your walls, prosperity within your fortress. Because of my brothers and friends, I will say, peace be with you. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. We establish a church, but it's not the same thing as putting down concrete and building walls. But there is a place, there's something significant about a gathering, a house of worship. A place where God's people can come and gather. I share that text with you in Psalm 122. There's a prayer for Jerusalem to be at peace in Jerusalem, uh, to, to seek the good for Jerusalem. Because if that was a sermon that was preached, if that was a sermon that was preached 20 years ago, if you go back from then and you fast forward 17 years, I found an interesting note. In Miss Becky's personal, uh, her, her personal notebook, an interesting note from November eleventh, two thousand twelve. November eleventh, two thousand twelve. Jeremiah chapter twenty nine. Jeremiah chapter twenty nine was the text that day. Jeremiah twenty nine. Most people understand, and they can maybe maybe many of you know Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. But there's more to chapter twenty nine than just verse eleven. Verse one says. This is the text of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the rest of the elders of the exiles, the priests, the prophets, and all the people of Nebuchadnezzar and, and deported from Jerusalem to Babylon. So here's a text that Jeremiah sent to all those who have been in exile. Move forward a little bit to verse 4. This is what the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says to the exiles. I deported from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters to men in marriage so they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there. Do not decrease. And then verse 7. Seek the welfare of the city I have deported you to. Pray to the Lord on its behalf, for when it has prosperity, you will prosper. And again, I have Miss Becky's notes find it pretty interesting. Uh, here were some mandates that are in that passage. God instructed his people to build houses and plant gardens to get married and have babies. I've been told that nine to ten months after that sermon there was an explosion in the nursery here at Northside. Well hallelujah we could still act out Jeremiah 29 do we can still do that you, you can still do that. But here, seek the honor of the city. Seek the honor of the city. This is a vision that I believe Dr. Bob had as he moved to the north side of Coweta County. It's a vision that I believe that Brian Carroll had for the church. Seek the welfare of the city. What can we do to make an impact in our city, in our community? Because when it prospers, we prosper. I could be mistaken, but I believe that is one of the ideas that led to our Upward program, that we wanted to do something to give back to our community. We want to continue to do that in 2018 and 19 and moving forward. 25 years ago, a man and a woman had a vision, and some would say, you're crazy. 61 years old and planning a church, that doesn't make any sense. But Dr. Bob had a vision to make an eternal impact right here on the north end of Calvita County. And I believe that God has blessed that vision and that work to be a beacon in this community. And I don't think it's been revoked. We're here and we should still make an impact in our community. I'm just curious. As far as I know, Ms. Ruth and Miss Margaret are the only two remaining founding members. Is, that, is there anyone else here that's a founding member? Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you. But I am curious, if you've been here more than 20 years, would you please stand? Anybody that's been here more than 20 years? I knew there would be a crew from uh, from the Methodist Church, from Jones Chapel. How about, how about if you've been here more than 15 years? Have you been here more than 15 years? And now I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball. If you've been here, if you've been a member less than five years, would you please stand? We're thankful for the blessings that God has given, but we're also thankful that we know the one who blesses generosity is the greatest expression of gratitude I shared that this morning we see this in Acts chapter 2 with the church as they come together they're generous with each other I think that one of the saddest days in an atheist's life is when he feels an overwhelming sense of gratitude and has no one to thank we know that we are grateful but it's not over the vision wasn't for 25 years God is much bigger than 25 years. I'm so grateful for all of those who have been here a long time. And I'm immensely grateful for those of you who have decided to join us in recent years. And if I, if I may, I would like to just share a vision for the church as we move forward. First of all, we're right now searching for our next pastor. As we search for our next pastor... I believe it's important to support our committee and pray for them. Their success will be our success. Secondly, I believe that everyone should faithfully be involved in the process of discipleship. Faithfully involved in the process of discipleship. That's not something that you sit by and watch. And one of the things I would love to see at Northside is we have some great ministries here. We have fantastic ministries that work. But a lot of times, it's just my view of this, it looks like a lot of our ministries work in isolation. I want to strive towards getting all of our ministries working together so that when, when children come to the youth group, there is a nice handoff there that we can hand off children uh, in, in our ministries so that all of our, 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 all of our ministries are working together to make disciples And so you'll notice in your bulletin there's a time for a meeting for everyone that's in charge of a ministry. And we're going to try to do that and get it on the calendar and talk about how we can do that. Number three, believe that we should all be engaged in local, personal evangelism. Does the church uh, engage in evangelism? Yes. Yes, as a whole, as as a a large, as as a body we engage in evangelism, certainly through Upward and Vacation Bible School and other means. But I'm asking for personal evangelism. Evangelism, and what is my percentage? It's a hundred percent. I hope that's not too much to ask. That's the Lord's uh, commandment that we go and make disciples. I would love for our church to be involved one hundred percent in personal evangelism. Number four, opportunities for stateside and international missions. Our our missions and evangelism team has begun to meet, and we are working toward that end. We want to not only come in and receive, but we also want to go out and give. You can't just breathe in. It doesn't work. You have to exhale. We, we, we come in and we are ministered to and we, we learn and we're discipled and we go out and make disciples. And finally, this church will be a house of prayer and working toward having a prayer team and involving people more in prayer. Paul said, I must visit Rome. My question to you is, what must you do? What is your spiritual dream? What is God calling you to do? And as we've already heard this morning, retirement years doesn't mean that you just quit. God is good. And I believe, with all that I am, that Northside's best days are ahead of us. What will it look like? I don't know. But I don't have to. I trust the one that does. 2 Chronicles 7.14, and I'll end with this. It's often misapplied. Okay? It's often misapplied as we begin to pray for candidates in our in our country, in our state. Um, it's misapplied there. We, we we don't live in a theocracy as Israel did. But it is it very much applies to today. 2 Chronicles 7.14. My people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. God's people, look around. God's people. The church, specifically Northside in our context, you're called by God's name. We must humble ourselves. humble ourselves and pray and we also turn away from all wickedness and fruit of the flesh and we turn from that we turn toward God and then there's a promise that's in here when we do that he hears from us he forgives us and he heals us Father I want to thank you for this time we have together this morning and remembering past, being thankful and grateful for veterans, thankful and grateful for the saints who have come before us, but Lord, we don't stop here, we keep moving forward because Jesus and his message is too important. Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. You saw us in our sin, knew that we were helpless. But Father, you loved us enough not to leave us there. He came and died on the cross for our sin, rose from the dead, we may have eternal life. If we simply humble ourselves and turn from our evil ways, we turn to you. Father, forgive us and heal us. May we move forward in Christ his name I pray. Amen. I want to ask if you would please stand. We're going to sing this last song together. It's a time of commitment and prayer. However God speaks and moves, you listen and obey. in the house of Lord today. Um, I know you're hungry. Uh, Just just a couple of things. Um, Pay attention to your bulletin. Pay attention to that ministry meeting that I talked about Uh, in in December. We want to get our calendars together and coincide and and work together on that. Uh, Whenever we dismiss in just a moment, uh, we'll have a prayer uh, and offer the the blessing as well. Uh, And then David has just a special word about uh, we got some different types of turkey, but then uh, we'll, we'll dismiss. Did't you want to share that? or okay all right um, and then and then we'll just dismiss uh, we'll start on this end with this table and, and make a line go out the double doors and come through and, and then come in this way. Um, but uh, with that, who's my deacon this week? Larry, yes.
7: Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for the opportunity of this day to come out and to uh, to hear this testimony, Lord, of, of how you have been so faithful for us to us over the past 25 years, Lord. Father, we look forward to the uh, the next 25. We just thank you for. Uh, each one in in attendance this day, Lord. May we uh, go into this hour of uh, time of fellowship as we uh, enjoy what you provided for us here, Lord. May we uh, ask your blessings upon it, bless those that prepared it, and watch over us the rest of this day. Go with us now and forgive us where we fail thee. For it's in Christ's name we do.